Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know, because that was me, before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. Hello there, and thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Health Mystery Solved. As a clinical nutritionist, I work on getting to the root of your health issues with some of the most comprehensive functional testing. And most people come to see me because they want to know what pathways are not working, what's off, what's out of balance, and they want to know which nutrients and supplements they need. However, while supplements are of course important, what you eat is really the foundation and accounts for at least 50% of everything. I know that many of you are already making diet changes. Many are eliminating foods you have sensitivities to. Some of the biggies are things like gluten and dairy. And I know you're seeing great results. A question that I get all the time though is, Ina, what do you eat? How do you stay gluten and dairy free without getting bored? Do you have any other meal ideas? How do you keep up with your supplement regimen and what do you take? I totally get it. It's not always easy to come up with new things. And so today I'm going to share some of the things that I eat as well as some foods and brands that I have found that can make eating a clean diet delicious and fun. And I don't have any affiliations with any of these brands. I just found them in Whole Foods and other health food stores, um, as well as things that my clients have recommended to me that they've found over the years. I hope this will help you with some new food choices and ideas and motivate you to keep up the great work you're already doing with what you're eating. So for me, I've actually been gluten-free for probably about 15 years. Um, As soon as I found out that I had Hashimoto's, that's when I went gluten-free. And then dairy-free, I've been doing mostly dairy-free for years, but the last five years I've been pretty much 100% dairy-free and that's also made a big difference for me. Now for me, a typical day is I usually wait about 12 hours, um, so I don't do a very long intermittent fast, but I try to wait 12 hours from when I stop eating to the next morning. And in the morning, I rotate between a couple of things. One is a peach protein smoothie, and I know I talk about this sometimes on the show, but in case you missed it, it's one of my favorite recipes. Um, I will post that in the show notes as well. But I basically use a cup of frozen peaches. I use two scoops of unsweetened, unflavored collagen protein. I use the whole body collagen from Designs for Health. I then throw in a little bit of greens. I don't use a lot of spinach just because it's really high oxalate, but I'll sometimes use romaine lettuce or I'll use some Swiss chard or a little bit of baby kale. And then I add some either almond milk or walnut milk. And I've really been liking the walnut milk by Elmhurst brand. What's nice about that is that it's unsweetened and it doesn't have any additives. It's literally just walnuts and water. There's no fillers or thickeners or anything like that. And sometimes I'll do a little bit of water and a little bit of walnut milk just so it's not so thick. And then I typically add anywhere between about a third, maybe a half an avocado. And the avocado doesn't give any new flavor. It just makes it really, really creamy. And it is so delicious. I've been actually having this smoothie, not every day, but I rotate between a few of the things, but I've had it for probably 
the last year, maybe two, and I'm not sick of it at all. I think it's really delicious. So if you haven't tried it, definitely give it a try. Another thing that I use for breakfast is paleo waffles and almond butter. These paleo waffles I found more recently, and they're by a brand called Birch Benders. I get them at Whole Foods in the frozen section, so they're already in a box frozen. And what's nice about those is that there is no nuts in them, there's no grains, there's no gluten. It's made with cassava flour and tiger nut flour, and there's a little bit of egg in there. And they're really, really good. And they actually taste really carby. You feel like you're eating a real waffle. Um, I usually toast them and I like them so they're not too crispy because they kind of get hard, but somewhere in the middle where they're maybe just a little bit crispy on the outside, but soft on the inside. And then I use raw almond butter. And the raw almond butter I used to get at Whole Foods, but I actually found that it's about 6 or $7 cheaper if you order it on VitaCost. So that's what I've been doing. Another thing I often make for my son, Jake, and sometimes have myself is oatmeal muffins. And this recipe is so easy. I'm going to post it in the show notes. Essentially, you just take two cups of rolled oats and you blend it in a blender to make flour out of it. And you mix that with two eggs, two bananas, a little smidge of honey, a little bit of oil, a little water and baking powder. They are delicious and Jake loves them. Now, when I eat them, I always try to balance my meals. And being that these muffins are a little bit more carb heavy, I wanna make sure there's always a little bit of fat and protein in my meals for balanced blood sugar. So then what I do is I would have two of these little muffins because they're not very big. And then I have a protein drink with it. So I like collagen protein, but the unsweetened collagen just mixed in water almond milk really doesn't taste like much of anything. So I usually use a flavored one. My go-tos are either the Paleo Pro brand, which I get at Whole Foods, and they have a chocolate and vanilla and it's sweetened only with natural sweetener. So it's very pure and clean. Or I use the pea protein called Pure Pea from Designs for Health. And what I do with that is I take a scoop of the protein, which equals about 20 grams or so of protein, and I mix that with either an almond milk or even just water, and I get the chocolate flavor, so it kind of tastes like chocolate milk, and I drink that as I eat the two little oatmeal muffins. So it's a really nice blend of protein and carb. It's very tasty, and it keeps my blood sugar stable. I also make protein pancakes, and I have a couple of different recipes for those. Some are made with cassava flour, some are made with almond flour, um, there's egg in there, there's coconut flour. I have a few recipes. I'm going to post all of them for you in the show notes. And then other times I will rotate in eggs, which I'll do with veggies and sweet potato slices. And I like the sweet potato because it gives me that carb, but then I don't feel like I need the bread or you know some of the other carby things that are more processed. And to make the sweet potatoes, I just take a raw sweet potato, I cut it up in slices, almost like little cucumber slices, and then I bake it on the baking sheet. You have to use parchment paper because it's gonna stick to foil if you put it on foil, with just a little bit of oil. It takes about 20 minutes and then I just flip them and you can make them ahead of time and they're delicious and I think they taste really, really good with eggs. For lunch, I need something quick because a lot of times it's going to be between clients or between taking care of Jake and there's usually that going on. So I usually have a salad and a lot of times I make it ahead of time by just cutting up the vegetables. And in the salad, 
I always try to include a protein. So that would either be chicken, turkey, shrimp, or salmon. The chicken I often use if I have leftovers from the night before. Turkey, if I get turkey slices, I usually get them from a clean brand like Plainfield or an Applegate Farms. This way I know there's no nitrates or no antibiotics. Shrimp is usually leftovers. And salmon, I typically use salmon in a can but I get a really good quality wild salmon. And then I put that on the salad. And I like to balance so that I have my vegetables, my proteins, a little bit of carbon, of fat. So the vegetables are from the salad. The protein is gonna be from the chicken, the turkey, the shrimp, or the salmon. And then for my carb, I usually rotate between black beans or lentils or kidney beans. And those I make in the pressure cooker and we make them ahead of time. It's really easy. I use the Instapot and you would just put a cup or two of beans. You cover it with water. So there's at least an inch of water above the beans. And then typically there's a bean setting and depending on the type of pressure cooker that you may have, it's anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. And they last for a good week in the fridge. So it makes it really easy. If you don't have a pressure cooker, you can of course use beans from a can. I mean, of course, you don't want to use cans all the time, but if you get a BPA-free can once in a while, that's okay. What I like about the pressure cooking though, is that it destroys lectins and lectins are things that are found in beans that can sometimes be an issue, especially for those people who have autoimmune diseases. But there's actually a brand of beans um, It's the Garden of Eden brand. And that brand actually pressure cooks them before they can them. So if you want to try to have beans that don't have as many lectins because pressure cooking destroys them and you don't have a pressure cooker or don't want to use one, the Garden of Eden is a good canned brand of beans. Now, if I don't have beans around or if I'm not in the mood for beans, I'll often do a sweet potato. Or if I want something that's more carby and more bready, I often use the Siete brand tortillas, and that's S-I-E-T-E. And they have a couple of different flavors. So they have cassava flour tortillas, they have almond flour tortillas, they have cashew flour tortillas and chickpea ones. They may even have more, but those are the four that I see at my local store. They're really delicious. And what you could do with those is if you heat them up just a little bit on the pan, they get nice and soft. If you want to put them in the oven and heat them up for just a little longer, maybe like five to seven minutes, they actually crisp up and they almost taste like this big cracker. And they're delicious both ways and they taste a little different if they're soft versus hard. So if you try it one way and it doesn't work for you, try it another way and see if that works better for you. Um, Each person has their favorites. So those are good. And then if I feel like I need bread, my Favorite these days is the simple needs and it's needs spelled with K-N-E-A-D-S. That's something that you can get online and I believe that Whole Foods also has and you can get delivered from Instacart. What I like about this brand is that, well, first of all, it's very tasty. I'm a little obsessed with it, but also it's yeast-free. It's sourdough based and all of the ingredients are completely whole. So there's not a lot of weight processed flour because a lot of gluten-free breads, you know, it's nice that they're gluten-free, but if you read the ingredients, it's just a lot of crappy white processed ingredients. So this one's really good and very tasty. If you order it online, a lot of times it comes fresh, which you can keep in the refrigerator, or you could just freeze it right away and then take a slice out at a time and toast it. I think even when it comes fresh, I still prefer toasted personally. So I just put it in the freezer and then toast it as I need it. And it's delicious. Another brand that I use is Canyon Bakehouse, which is also good, but the Simple Needs has definitely been my favorite lately. 
Now for snacks, there's a couple of different things that I rotate. I like coconut yogurt because I'm dairy free and I typically use the So Delicious brand and it's the unsweetened vanilla. So there's no sugar, but it still has a nice vanilla flavor. And I mix that with the paleonola granola. What I like about that is there's no grains and it's pretty low in sugar. A quarter cup of the paleonola is only four grams of sugar. So that and the coconut yogurt is delicious. Sometimes I'll do something easy like fruits and nuts or hummus and veggies. And sometimes I just make a protein drink similar to the one that I do in the morning with either the Paleo Pro or the Pure Pea Protein. And then for dinner, I often do a protein, a veg, and a starch combination. And one of the big things that we do probably at least once a week is we bake a whole chicken. And I know that sometimes that seems like, oh gosh, that's a lot of work, but actually it's really, really simple. All you do is you buy the chicken whole. And what I like to do is I just put a little bit of oil and then some herbs de Provence and some salt and I rub it in and then I put the whole thing in the oven. Typically I do it on 425 for about 20 minutes and then I lower the oven to 375 and cook it for another maybe 45 to 50 minutes and I always use a thermometer to check to make sure it's done. You want it to be at around 175 degrees when it's done. I just find that it's so simple. I mean, yes, it does take a little over an hour to cook, but you don't really have to tend to it. Once you put it in the oven, it's just in there. And it comes out really crispy and delicious. And oftentimes after we eat it for dinner, there's still some leftover, which then I'll use for chicken salad the next day for lunch or for dinner. I also do another type of baked chicken where it's actually chicken pieces. So I either get the butcher to cut a whole chicken for me or I buy the pieces already on the bone. So like chicken thighs on the bone, split chicken breast on the bone, and um, you could do drumsticks as well. And I either use this Mediterranean sauce, which I get at Whole Foods. It's the 365 brand, and it's just called Mediterranean sauce, and it's a great marinade. Or I make a homemade barbecue sauce, and I'll post the recipe for that. But it's basically just a little bit of ketchup, a little bit of white vinegar, um, some gluten-free soy sauce, which is the tamari, and um, a little bit of brown sugar, about a tablespoon or so of each. And I pour that over the chicken and I bake that for about an hour. It comes out really, really delicious. And again, you can always make a little extra. So you have either lunch the next day or you have dinner for a couple of days. Another favorite in our house is tacos. So we use the Siete brand shell. So either the soft tacos or Siete also makes a heart shell, which is just um, cassava flour and avocado oil. It's grain-free, it's gluten-free, it's dairy-free, it's super clean. And then I'll saute either grass-fed beef or some turkey. And then we have that with um, lettuce and tomatoes and onions and peppers. And that's a really, really easy and delicious meal. If you guys like seafood, about once every week or two, I usually do shrimp. And I buy raw shrimp that um, is wild if possible. And I pour some tamari over it and some garlic. And then we wrap it in foil and put it on the grill for about five to six minutes. It comes out really good. And I put it over zucchini noodles and some pesto. Um, sometimes if I have the time, I make pesto. Otherwise, I get pesto from uh, a brand called Gotham, which they have at a lot of different health food stores. And they actually do a vegan pesto that is dairy-free and gluten-free, and it's yummy. Beef stew is another favorite. This one is 
just super easy. I just buy some chuck stew meat and a little bit of short rib. And I season that with some salt and pepper and spices and throw everything in the pressure cooker for about an hour. And an hour later, delicious dinner is served. In the summer, we do a ton of grilling. We often do turkey thighs, which I marinate either in that uh, Mediterranean sauce or just some natural barbecue sauce, or we'll do burgers. Now, what I try to do is if we do those things, instead of putting them on a bun, I would typically have that protein with some type of a good starch and a vegetable. And so I would rotate beans or I would do some brown rice or quinoa or millet And then we rotate different vegetables. Um, We do a lot of green beans, asparagus, zucchini, bok choy, or a side salad. And that works really, really well. I'll post some of these recipes in the show notes to give you guys some more ideas. Now, another question that I get asked is, what water do you drink? And... This is a really great question because there's so many different things. You know, people sometimes will drink tap, sometimes they'll drink water from a filter, sometimes they'll use the refrigerated filter. So this really depends on where you live and what the water quality is. In my opinion, I don't recommend tap water just because you don't know what's in it. And then there's certain places like New York City has much better water than even say right next door in New Jersey where we are. But either way, you know, there's remnants of all types of toxins and potential medications. So I don't recommend tap water. I think that the water really should be filtered. A really good technology is the reverse osmosis filter technology because that takes care of everything. The only problem is that if you use a reverse osmosis, it takes everything out, including the minerals. So I recommend the seven stage reverse osmosis where it takes everything out and then it puts the minerals back in. And there's a couple of ways that you can do it. If you are in a place like a house or an apartment that you own, you can install a reverse osmosis filter underneath your sink. However, if you're in a rental property and aren't able to install it, they actually make reverse osmosis filters that you can use at your counter. One easy one is the zero water pitcher that's inexpensive and you can get that at Bed Bath & Beyond and Target. And basically it uses the reverse osmosis technology in a pitcher similar to like a Broder pitcher. It does take a long time for the water to filter through. So you just have to give it enough time. And then another great option is AquaTrue. And AquaTrue is also a a counter type unit and it's a little bit bigger than a pitcher. And so then you have a bigger tank and you have more water. When I used to live in Hoboken, New Jersey, we used to use a reverse osmosis filter under the sink and loved it. Now that we are in our house, we're actually on well water. And even though we have a whole house filter, when we bought the house, it wasn't new. And so they haven't had a very good filter and there was a lot of iron in the pump. So I personally don't feel comfortable using reverse osmosis, not because it's not a good technology, but just because I wonder what's in our pipes and all of the iron that's been built up. So we actually get water delivered and I'm really against using plastic whenever possible. So I actually found a company that delivers water in glass jugs and they deliver here to New Jersey as well as New York and Pennsylvania. And I think a lot of other states as well. Um, And they're called Mountain Valley Water and they deliver in either three gallon or five gallon jugs. And we get about 10 at a time. We keep in the garage and then change it as we need to. It's really, really tasty. Before that, I would use pull and spring back in the day. And I was so used to that taste, but I think this tastes way better and I'm really, really happy with it. 
Now, as for supplements, people often ask me, well, what supplements do you take? And this, of course, is very, very individual. So what I take may not be exactly what you need, but I'll share a little bit about what I do as my maintenance protocol. Now, just so you guys know, I have done a ton of stuff over the years and have done a lot of cleansing and I'm constantly testing myself. So I would do different supplements for different stages of what I was working on. But once everything is balanced, what I do right now is I actually take a multivitamin, which is a prenatal, it's called optimal prenatal from Seeking Health. I'm actually an overmethylator, which means that I have too many methyl groups. So I have to be very careful with using things that have really high levels of methyl B12 or really high levels of folate. So what I like about this one is it only has 100 milligrams of B12 and half of it is in the methylcobalamin form. The other half is in the adenosyl form, so it's not methylated. And the folate is also half and half. Half is in the methyl tetrahydrofolate form, the other half is in the folinic acid. So it works really well for me and I feel really balanced. It's also iron-free, and so I take it whether I'm pregnant or not because it works as a multi for me. I do fish oils. I use the Omega Avail Ultra from Designs for Health. And then I also take two krill oil gel caps. And those are the Zanth Omega from Designs for Health. What I really like about krill is that it gives you the omegas in the phospholipid form. So it's very absorbable and you get a lot of the benefits. The issue is that krill oil doesn't have a lot of the actual EPA and DHA. So it's not enough and you still need the regular omegas, but then you get the phospholipids from the krill. So it's a really nice combination and that's why I do both. I also take magnesium. I tend to get leg cramps and every time I do a hair test, I'm constantly deficient in magnesium. So I take an extra 300 milligrams of the magnesium buffered chelate, which is the glycinate form of magnesium from Designs for Health. Recently, I've been doing a lot of extra C just to help boost the immune system. And I rotate between either the Stellar C from Designs for Health or the C plus Biofizz, which is a really yummy fizzy drink that I just mix in water. Um, I do a little extra zinc. I've had high copper in the past, plus zinc is really important for the immune system. So a couple of times a week, I take a little extra zinc. I also take some tocotrienols, which is a very high antioxidant form of vitamin E. What's important to remember though, is when you do tocotrienols, they are going to interfere with tocopherols and then you're not gonna be able to use them well. So I take them away from my multivitamin, which has the tocopherols, vitamin E. So I do the tocotrienols at bedtime away from everything else. And I use some glutathione that is very, very important to balance the immune system. And I think whenever there is any kind of autoimmunity, as many of you know, I have Hashimoto's, but if you have any other autoimmune, glutathione is typically very, very helpful. And I use the trisomal glutathione from Apex. It's actually really delicious tasting. And um, I also use vitamin D. I test my vitamin D. So my dose is typically around 4,000 I use based on where I am. But for you, depending on your levels and depending on a time of year, you may need a little bit more, you may need a little bit less. And I do probiotics and I like to rotate my probiotics. So I rotate between orthomolecular Ortho 100 and the regular orthobiotic, as well as the ProBioMed from Designs for Health. And sometimes I use the 11 strain probiotic from Custom Probiotics. I think you really can't go wrong with probiotics most of the time, unless you have SIBO that's not been treated. If you have SIBO, which is small intestine bacterial overgrowth, 
probiotics can actually make things worse. So if you take probiotics and you feel worse from them, that's probably why. And then you want to look into the SIBO. And then lastly, I take pancreatic enzymes and betaine because my tests have showed that I've been low on it. And I keep those right on the kitchen table. And if I have a meal that's a little bit bigger or a meal that contains a little bit more animal protein, I take those enzymes and they're very helpful. And every so often, I do a yeast and a liver cleanse. I think it's really important to cleanse the gut and to cleanse the liver. I used to do this much more, but now that I have things more balanced, I typically do it every one to two years. And depending on what you need, you may need to do something maybe initially every six months until you get things settled, and then every year or two or maybe even every three years is going to be enough. And like I said, this is very individual. So of course, what I take is probably going to be different what you need. But if you've balanced things and you're feeling well, this is definitely a good maintenance protocol, especially if you have any type of autoimmunity. One thing that people also ask me is, how do you remember all of your supplements and how do you not get sick of taking stuff? And that's a really, really good question. So I actually have all of my supplements in the kitchen. I, um, I have them in one of the cupboards and they're all lined up. And so I'm just used to every time I eat, I go to that cupboard, it's already in the kitchen and I take them. Sometimes I will put them out ahead of time and I just put them all in a little bowl. So I have my breakfast ones and my dinner ones, but typically because the cupboard is right there, it's just my go-to place. And I sort of associated eating and taking supplements together, which just makes it easier for me. So every time I eat, either right before I start or right when I'm done, I go to that cupboard and I take my supplements. So I hope this was helpful for you and gave you some good ideas and some new things that you can try. And then stay tuned for next week's episode where I'm going to share some of my latest finds and what I use for my skin, my body, my oral care, my cleaning supplies, and much more. If you know anyone that can benefit from this information, please share this episode with them and make sure you subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And as always, please, please don't give up on your health issues. The answers are there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week on Health Mysteries Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.